It's the Tiltcast, episode 429. Slurn And this week, guys, we talk more Death Stranding, Last of Us 2, Ertok, and the new Ghosts of Tsushima. Stay tuned. It was hot glory hands. Thank you very much. Ah. Look at that. Hey, we're back. Yeah, still cast. Yep, another episode. It is Friday, July 24th at 10.01 p.m. Central Time in the year of the Corona Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that funny? Like, seriously? We're just just naming this a deity now because Uh, it's screwed up so much. 2020. Fuck it. Go away. So, for the uninitiated, this is a mature show, and um, you're just going to get a little bit of cursing or whatever. I mean, I mean, I've already dropped the f bomb twice <laughs> right now. So, so just prepared for about thirty minutes of bullshit, some, bullshit, some games and some news. Um, to get some introductions out of the way, I'm Nas. I'm um, Jason. I'm Rusty, and we've got a guest. And I am the Nymph. The Nymph. We've that- got the Nymph, who we've known for a long time, who is. For about just, the last year, been on a cast that we've been affiliated with for a while, the TVGP cast. Yep. It's actually how I met the Nymph, was on their message boards. Nice. So. Yeah. Have you go a way back? Yeah, it's 10 years <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just here hanging out with the guys, chilling. I do have my beverage with me, which I opened with the ceremony. So. Nice. <laughs> what are you rocking over there? It is a Red's Wicked Apple Cider. Which, I don't even know what that is. A Red's Whip? You know, you've never yeah. had the Wicked Apple Cider? Uh-uh. Oh, Dude, it's 6%. It's basically apple beer. Oh, okay. Uh, here, here in Michigan, it's uh, 8%. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> in Michigan, they like their alcohol. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> it's probably the only thing that's good up there. Oh, and bottle returns. I mean, the, ten, ten the Jeffrey, 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 Hey, you gotta you gotta say it right. You terrible. I can't. But <laughs> hey, hey, I know I've got plenty of those people in my family and outside my family. I have definitely met my fair share of Ubers. Oh yeah. So interesting enough, uh, Nymph is in Michigan and Rusty is from Michigan. So I guess there's some uncommon weird brotherhood going on there that I'm not aware of. Hey. 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 <laughs> it borders Canada. Hey. <laughs> Say I did the OP, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was perfect. <laughs> Where's my pen? <laughs> yeah. I can get you guys a bumper sticker if you would like, because oh. they are everywhere here. Of course. <laughs> Is it? So, help me. Ah, uh, to the OP? Is that what Oopy, okay. Yeah. UP standing for Upper Oopie. Peninsula. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 So instead of UP, it's the sound. Hello, hey, UP. UP. <laughs> I'm going up to UP, huh? <laughs> Funny enough, just very randomly. Um, so Zoe's my doorbell. Zoe's the hearing dog in the, in the house. She's the other adult. And. She was barking, and I was like, oh, yeah, Rusty's here for the show. I want to go open the door. And usually I just open the door, and Zoe stands there. I open the door, and there's a stray dog running up on the door. And I was like, holy shit. And 
I don't have any fear of dogs or most animals or whatever. I, I do love dogs, but I didn't. I'm like a mama bear when it comes to my dog. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I grabbed this random stray dog by the scruff of the neck and I tossed him off my porch. I was like, I gotta protect my dog. Like, no thought he, of safety. He was waiting there by the curb when I pulled up. I, uh, so I just, he turned out to be like extremely submissive. I was yeah. like, yeah, maybe he had scared the shit out of him. I didn't mean to, but I didn't want him to get in my house and I didn't want a dog fight in my house. Right. With a stray dog. Yeah. Right. Now, I got out of the vehicle. Like, I got out of the vehicle, and uh, and I was getting my bag and everything out of the back seat. And all of a sudden, I have, like, a cold nose on my hand. And I'm like, what the fuck? One of the dogs get out? You know, because, I mean, Zoe doesn't normally go out the front. And, you know, and uh, the little Tasmanian devil demon that is... Uh, Lola, Lola Beast, uh, if she ends up going out the front, uh, it, that's a, that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah. She can't hear. So trying to track down a deaf dog just means that you just wait till she runs out of energy and she's got a lot of it. Right. So, uh, so I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was just like, whose dog is this? I look and it's like, oh, very nice stray dog. And was just came right up to me and started sniffing my hand like I don't have any fucking food for you. I'm a fat man. I ate my food already. Uh, <laughs> you know. So, uh, and, and as soon as the door opened, I, I I I'm like slow motion telling him to stop before the dog runs in the in the house. Yeah, I didn't even see you. I just saw the animal. <laughs> That's how slow motion you are. You were just like invisible. I become invisible. That I mean. There, there's like, I didn't even know that you were moving. Like, like, it wasn't until I had already tossed the dog off the couch that I saw you come around the corner that is only one foot from your car. Like, there was no, it's not even slow motion. You just weren't moving. You just became a feature of the environment. <laughs> I, I guess. I, I guess. That's... Quit fucking with the other dog. <laughs> it's the Pupcast. It is the... Uh, oh, that's... Well, that's the other show. <laughs> really okay so yeah I mean that so that was like really alright I'm gonna let you guys guys like fuck off I mean (laughs) this is how this this is how they derail us every fucking time Zoe's really good about it hey oh my gosh hey pups (laughs) Those are going to be two great spikes for the recording, by the way. She's super excited for you guys. That's all. <laughs> Very excited. But yeah, no, that was that was the excitement just out of the freaking gate here. It's like, oh, hey. Well, I've talked about it on the show a little bit. The dogs aren't socialized because literally the only people they ever see are these two people. Yeah. And for yeah. eight weeks, when things were really bad, they saw nobody. So... <laughs> At this point, they literally get to see Jason and Rusty, and we're about the only humans we all see at this point, besides yeah. family. Yeah, I just had to make that. Uh, I had to make that observation to the one person I work with at work. <laughs> the and one person. So, so he, you know, he's like, oh, "What the fuck, you know? 
what, what the fuck do you do on your weekends? And I told him about the podcast and I, you know, and the fact that I play a fuckload of video games. And I say, look, besides the people that I have to interact with at Walmart once a week when I get food, you are the only other human being outside of the you know guys at the podcast that I see. So, yeah, I'm going to chew your fucking ear off every, you know, every day because I don't have anybody else to talk to. <laughs> yeah, it. This quarantine worked out really nice for me because not I am not a social butterfly at all. Yeah, um, which is amazing that I'm on a podcast, let alone two. Yeah, as a guest. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but, well, you're kind of like me. Yeah, it's like, but it's like when I have to go out, I'm in and out. I don't talk to anybody. I don't look at anybody. I don't want anyone to talk to me. It's like fuck you. I'm here to do what I need to do, and I'm going back home. <laughs> well, I don't even have to interact. So with Lola. I haven't talked about it on the show much, but Lola has an extreme case of social or er, separation anxiety, mm-hmm. and she's eaten a lot of things in my house, including my VR. So yeah. when I go places, I take the dog with me, um, and we just go and pick up groceries. So it's like the two or three places within the hour I scheduled to pick up, and people talk to me through my back seat. And <laughs> like <laughs> I, I sit on video meetings all day at home. Like, I've now found out that I've actually this week found out I'm permanently work at home, which oh, is nice. a pretty nice thing. Right. Um, but oh. after the quarantine, like, it's going to be kind of weird because <laughs> I'm just not interacting with people that often. Oh. I, I interact with the, the virtual audience and you guys and my fiance and the kid sometimes. Well, it's going to be weird. Do, do you need any more than that? Like,. I would be perfect. I would be okay going out to the bar once a month. Okay. Well, I mean, that that's you. Uh, I'd be okay going to a concert. I would be okay in a vault, I think. You just, just throw me throw me underground I, I'm, and let me do, have give me a task to do every so often and then give me my free time and, like, you know, just send me some food through a freaking shoot. I don't care. Leave me there. I'm fine. You're a real mole man, aren't you? I am. I I, w- uh, I would live in a cave easily. I can get behind that, no problem. I don't <laughs> even need the task. Just let me do what I want. No, no. I- I'm thinking like you know, <laughs> lost. Every so often, you have to go wake up and press a button so that the whole world doesn't explode. No, you know? screw that. I'm lazy, man. Because even pushing a button after a while, I'd be like, man, do I really have to fucking do this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been, so, been... Sometimes you just want to watch the world burn, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you have that option. Don't press the button, right? So, mm-hmm. Well, it's not going to do anything to the island, right? Well, like, you're still going to be stuck. Exactly. It's like, how bad could this really be? I mean, they, nothing really happened when the button wasn't pressed anyway. So. True. <laughs> spoilers. Uh, <laughs> Ten-year-old spoilers. I was going to say. Hey, Lost has been off there for a long time. I, I actually like that series. Go figure. It was weird. Could you related? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that and so you know some of the characters, I was like, yeah, he's got a point. I um, think it was at its best when you had a ton of questions and no concrete answers, and then it started going downhill when they tried to answer all those questions. It, it did. Didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> it did once. Once they started, you know, started adding, well, giving a face to the, uh, you know, to the bad guy. I think yeah. the 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 mystery of what was bad about the uh, the island was the draw to it. So yeah. making it a 
amorphous black cloud was kind of dumb. Dumb. I'm I'm all about having a a good conclusion to a story or lore, but I don't mind having a mystery where if you do it right and it ends and I'm just like, wow, that was cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, if, if it just, uh, it, if, if it didn't explain quite everything, yeah, you would still have something open to be able to, you know, uh, you know, to work on. And honestly, storytelling, even, you know, st- storytelling nowadays is more about that satisfaction, just like everything else. You you have to have some kind of answer to everything, right? Yeah. Well, I think it cheapens the storytelling. You know, and honestly, I I actually reconnected to that kind of storytelling, even though most of most of the points had an answer by the end of it. That that kind of storytelling was. Uh, you know, it was kept alive by things like uh, Death Stranding, uh, which yeah. I had recently played. And there's like a bunch. Like, I, I read, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but uh, SCP, Secure, Contain, Protect. Yep, 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 yep. I love that stuff because you get, like, a lot of concrete facts. But when you finished reading a particular article or, you know, whatever about a specific SCP you probably have a lot more questions than you do answers and there's no viable way for you to get that. And I kind of like the mystery behind that of, okay, I know physically and scientifically kind of what's going on, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) Uh, And on top of that, most of those are like still out there situations where they're like, Yeah. yeah. So this, this church that eats people still exists, but yeah, the phases the in and out guy. of existence, you know? I'm so yeah. lost. It's it, All you have to do is look up SCP and just prepare yourself for basically a uh, a series of articles that's like a science fiction horror show. It, it's hardcore X-Files, basically. Yes, hardcore um, X-Files. Is this and a single author or a genre? No, it is a community yeah. um, fed thing where um, people from the community can choose to submit um short stories to the community and it will be judged on and then if it gets approved it'll be added into the scp archives yeah but it's basically you're reading about this shadow corp they're not even a corporation like a shadow government almost pretty much um, called the foundation where their objective in the world is to get these anomalous anonymous god i can't talk anonymous no No. (laughs) anomalous oh yeah um, items or people or whatever that basically break the laws of physics and their goal is to secure it, contain it and protect the safety of the world. Kind of like the secret world. And, ca- and catalog yeah. it. They have to catalog yep. it. So, and each one of them uh, are assigned a number uh, and there are different levels of, uh, uh, of powers and, you know, and hazards. Like there's so a How ship- long has this been around? It's Years, yeah, it's been They're around. up in those five thousands now. Most of the stuff that you see that's like internet creepypasta kind of came from that. You know, kind of came from that. Yeah, interesting. A lot of, I mean, you guys played Control, right? Yeah, yeah, I played that Control. Game, um, a lot of their inspiration came from SCP. It's it's so it's actually it, really cool. Interesting. Yeah, 
it's yeah. it's a really cool it's a really cool community thing and it's fun to read because it usually you only get like one web page per item or scp so like if you go and read scp 96 it's just this web page of information for that and then sometimes they'll have interviews depending on what's going on or sometimes they'll have like after action you know quote unquote interviews with um like mobile teams that help to bring in this item or whatever so some of the people go really in depth and sometimes it's just as simple as hey you know we found this item this is what it does this is what we're doing to contain it this is where it's at and then that's the end of the article and then you just move on to the next one Right. So it's all done article style then? Yep. Kind of. Yeah, you're you're like, basically reading like a uh, like a document, like a uh, like a process yeah, document. Like you would normally see uh, like a it would be like an action report for like uh, like a military situation. Yeah. Like a so, debriefing kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of a, yeah. exactly, a debriefing. And it would have all of the pertinent information for, you know, for that particular thing like if they had sent out teams for it or whatever, but well, um, I'll go down that rabbit hole afterward. Oh, it's it's a rabbit <laughs> hole for sure. I will I will tell you right now. Um, a lot of people always the way I do it is I started with one and have been working my way up. Um, SCP 001 has like five or six different documents for it, and they're all completely different. And this confuses people. In the lore, the reason why this one SCP has so many different documents is because in the lore, if people found out what the true SCP-001 is, it could end the world. So they have, they threw in a bunch of red herrings and they all, you know, seem quote unquote legit in this universe. So it's up to you, the reader to try to parse out which one you believe could be the real 001, but you can't really know that because you'll end the world so is that like the deus ex machina because there was like this thing started and they couldn't decide which one would be the best so they just left them all there no this this was something that they came up with where in in the real world they had a bunch of them that were submitted for one and they liked all of them so they just and, wanted to keep find a way yeah. to make that work so they yeah. wove it into the lore of okay yeah we will accept all of these as being one but this is the reason why this particular one has more than one document to it. Right. It's, it's so, I mean, they go, they, they do a, a really good job of actually trying to weave this into a greater whole. Like if you take the whole, uh, just one article, it's creepypasta, right? You just read that and it's like, okay, it's something weird that some individual made. But when you start seeing all the other articles that kind of refer back to the uh, the the previous ones, then you realize that it's it's part of a greater whole, and it's it's a it's a real fun read. Interesting. Yeah, uh, that and actually sounds up my alley. Some of them are some of them are serious. Some of them are horror. They they go like a wide range. Like there's this one I can't remember what it's actually called, but there's a vending machine where you walk up to it. And you push the button, and whatever you're thinking of, it will make, yes. no matter what. And there's a little note at the very bottom by Dr. Clough that says, this is not a money-making machine. We put this in the cafeteria to raise morale, use it for food, or we will take it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a money-making machine. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm thinking, interesting. I'm thinking of a bigger paycheck. 
<laughs> well then, I don't even know how to curve that around. Jason, you got anything on your mind? <laughs> I, are you seriously? Looking, are you over there looking at porn? I do not. <laughs> I do not know how to follow that up. The, no, the look. Uh, I like just like entered his this entered week's his been... dojo because he was in his own world right there. <laughs> This Tell you the truth, been... I don't even know how we got onto SCP. All of a sudden, I heard right. it and just took off with it. So hey, whatever, hey, <laughs> it works. That, that's how this show goes. Um, no, I actually was just sitting here going, eh. They're off on a tangent. I'm going to do the episode image for last week because <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had the chance to do that yet. Fuckers working um, over here. <laughs> well, between uh. Between work and then just, I've had a series of uh, three different migraines this week. I feel that. And Holy shit, do so, I feel that. like, every night, every evening I got home from work, I basically went went into my room and just basically, like, passed out for three hours until yeah. somebody woke me up for dinner. As you do. And then... Pass right basically back. pass right back out again that was my yesterday <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've had nothing that shitty happen um, to me i was i finally figured out how to smoke food and work at the same time so that's what i've been doing today i was i smoked uh i've got smoked chicken in there and i also have a smoked corned beef which is like extra extra corned beef why the fuck nice. haven't you like said hey i've got some smoked meat how about you uh have some actually i got quite a bit extra um, I probably should have led with that, and you fuckers would have gotten here earlier. Yep. I mean, how do Rusty you lure? Have. How do you lure a fat man towards your house? You with, say with bait. Like, I've got food. <laughs> I've got got food. some brisket in the I'm, back. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be there in a half an hour. Yeah, it turned out really good, Mike. Like my chicken is so moist, it's splashy. <laughs> like you pull up the skin and it just. Like it's just great, um, moist. I think you've been as in that long house as it's by not squirty. Long. Yeah, I I have been in here. Oh my yeah, God. and it's. I think the best thing just about working from home and doing my work from in the studio, aside from the fact that on Fridays I'm in this fucking room for like eighteen hours, is that everybody comments on all the black paneling everywhere, which is weird. Oh yeah, it's. I have to, I really have to explain it. I even had to explain, I was on the phone with another executive today, and I had to go through the whole thing, and of course, you know, I just, I'm trying to go really light, like skate, just barely into it. Like, please don't listen to the show, please don't listen to the show, please don't right. listen to the show. It's like, yeah, I do a really nerdy thing where I talk about video games, it's a, it's a podcast studio. It's all about video games, um, yeah, that's, it is. Really nerdy stuff, we talk dirt, Dungeons and Dragons, just really dorky stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's just please don't listen to it. I know. Please don't fire me. You're you're going to get I people even, listening to it. I was going to say I wouldn't even tell them that. Just be like my neighborhood's really loud. I put up these curtains for work. That way you guys can hear me appropriately. And <laughs> this guy with the galaxy brain over here. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> the microphones on all these boom stands behind me kind of tell a different tale. Uh, you can't whatever. hide those. No, I really can't hide that without moving all the real shit good quality. Skype yeah, meetings. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, we don't I mean, use Skype. We use Google Meets for everything. Oh, okay. Terrible. I mean, hell, look at my back wall. I got nothing but video game stuff back there. And someone's like, oh, you play video games? It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm an adult. Fuck off. i have i have things i have interests outside of work fuck yourself please (laughs) um i guess for just the to kind of move through this a little bit um i would i felt like i had other things to talk about and i just didn't write them down so that's on me that's terrible of you why would you here here we are trying to have like a structured thing happen, and you're like, fuck it, it's like scrambled eggs to me, so just fucking go. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> uh, jumping into it a little bit, uh, I kind of want to get into some games and stuff. Oh, this guy. Um, yeah, I'm going to actually start with our guest first, and then I'll move around the table. Nim. All right. Um, anything <laughs> new, or I guess it doesn't even have to be new. What are, what is, What's got your interest right now? Uh, right now, 100% Ghost of Tsushima for the PS4. Ooh. I'll give you some devil horns for that. Yeah, it is It is a game that I did not know that I wanted, and I bought it on a lark, and it is a game that I wanted. <laughs> um, I am not terribly far into it story-wise. I'm still in Act 1, and I'm not going to get into any story spoilers or anything because it's only like two weeks old. Well, no, it's like a week old at this point now. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not done with Act 1 yet, but I've pretty much explored most of the island that you start off on. There's more to it than that? Oh, yeah. Because I just started... You're playing it, aren't you? Yeah. I just started it as well, so, like, there's, like, four main stories that it starts off with. I've gotten through one. Check your map. Yeah. Check your map, and you can zoom out one more level, and there is a massive island to the north of the island you're on. Huh. Yeah, I discovered it by accident. <laughs> Just Ooh. messing around with the map. So. I did not. It feels like it's going to be long. Trent actually finished it already and says it took oh, okay. him about 35 hours or so, but he wasn't sure. Um, I don't know. What's your What's your thoughts on it so far? I really like the game. Um, I also really like old samurai movies. It plays off that pretty hardcore. Is, yeah, it's... Everything from the camera angles, I mean, the way they move, talk, it's, it's a beautiful fucking game. Um, I'm playing it on the PS4 Pro. Um, if one day this releases on PC, this will probably be the thing that everyone looks to and be like, this is why you get a $6,000 rig. Yeah. <laughs> well, even on PS4 Pro, it looks better than a lot of stuff I'm playing on PC. Yeah. Um, I'm playing, you know, in 4K mode and, well, I don't know if it's true 4K or not, but all the technicals aside with the HDR and all that shit, and it looks fucking fantastic. Um, it'll look better on PC. Yeah. You know, when it comes out in 17 years, so. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I don't have, I know you guys all have pretty decent rigs. I... I don't. Mine's like maybe high low tier at this point now that's how old my computer is that's where my rig's at so yeah so like four pros i'm stretching my rig i stretch my rig to play uh shit dota (laughs) (laughs) no solitaire no fuck um space game elite dangerous yes 
Jesus. I stretch my game to play Elite my rig to play Elite Dangerous. Most people do. That that game actually can be turned up to like some some form of beautiful. Yeah, but I'm stretching my rig trying to go for medium settings. Yeah, well. Oh yeah, you're still running that six sixty, aren't you? Seven seventy. Seven okay, yeah. That's terrible that I you know, I, I handed that down to you. Sorry about that. Hey, so, it was better than what I had. <laughs> it works. Hey, I, say, I've, I have an AMD. It plays more than Dota, which is about more? where the 650 was. Jeez. <laughs> What'd you say now? I said I have uh, AMD 570, I think it is, that I put in there, which Ooh. I had to modify my PC case to fit that motherfucker in there because oh. that was a big one. Compared to what I had in there. Um, But yeah, so I'm really liking the game. I'm really liking just exploring. That's all I've been doing. I I think I am on... I think I can complete the last mission for Act 1 before going into Act 2. But I'm just wandering around doing dumb shit. Because I like looking around. Um, Exploring is pretty fun. This game basically has a naked HUD where unless you're fighting or you're looking for something in particular, there's nothing on the screen except for your character in the world, which is probably why you see a lot of people posting tons of pictures, because this game was made to take pictures on. Well, that um, and like the way the HUD works, so there's no map, mini map or anything like that. So you swipe up on the pad, it blows wind, and you follow the wind. And that's the yep. direction you're going. And it works surprisingly well. And the cool thing about that, too, is that there, there's usually a lot of debris on the ground, leaves, you know, whatever. And if you're not in an area that has that debris, there's usually a ton of tall grass all over the place. So if you don't have debris flowing through the wind when you activate that, you can see all the tall grass just swaying in the wind in the direction you should be going as well. So, I mean, this it's a fucking awesome game. If you have any inclination of liking a samurai movie, you should probably check this out. I was calling and it. And if not, you should probably check it out. <laughs> I was telling a friend of mine it's like a mix of, like, it's easy Sekiro and easy Neo, and it feels like a better game. So, the f- yeah. <laughs> I, I say that because it's, like, it's so exploration-based, and it's, like, the combat's there, and right? There's a lot to the combat. But it's not yeah. as obtuse as Sekiro. Sekiro just had such a narrow window for everything. I'm one of the Souls guys that couldn't get into Sekiro, and I, you know, call me old or whatever, but I'm just, I'm not quick enough for it, and I wasn't having fun with it. So I put it down after about two or three hours, and maybe I'll get back into that. But for right now, this is scratching the itch that I wanted Sekiro to scratch in a completely mm-hmm. different way, and it's a lot more of a realistic type game. I thought it was going to be something kind of supernatural that could be called Ghost of Tsushima, but it turns out it's basically just a huge samurai movie. Well, and that's that's the cool thing, though, is that I, I haven't played Sekiro. Um, I have beaten all the Souls games, and I'm actually working through Bloodborne right now, ever so slowly. Um, that's the hardest one, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm at a real shitty point in that game, so I'm giving it a slight break right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you start out with the samurai and the abilities that you get are just, you know, your general run of the mill samurai, different sword stances and stuff like that and different parries and blocks that you can do. But you slowly start to unlock the ghost tech tree as well, which is more in line with like a ninja or assassin, if you want to go that route. 
And since this is an open world game, you have the ability to, you can either walk up on a, on a camp and do a standoff and challenge people and just straight up take them over with brute force. Or you can sneak around and slowly kill people silently without anyone knowing that you were there. Or you can do a mix of both. Doesn't matter. I, so you're not, you're not really penalized for playing it one way or another, and I kind of really like that. It feels like a Western at times, because it, so it does this thing he's talking about called the standoff. And the standoff is like a, you know, it's a samurai duel. And so it, you spot some people, they, they start to show their sight lines that they can see you, and it gives you the option to hit standoff. So you hit the up directional arrow for standoff, cues in cutscene with one of the random guys that walks up to you. You hold triangle and you wait for their faint, right? And I found out yep. the trick to this is just to watch their feet. But yep. um, when you see them move their feet in your direction, you know they're about to come. You let up off triangle. He draws and slices the dude. And as you get better at that, you can, as other people are coming up to you, if you watch your timing, you can now drop the sword down, slice another dude. Somebody else is coming. You pull the sword back up, slice the next dude, and do the whole samurai standoff draw thing. Huh. And that's how you start the battle. And because yeah. I'm not a coward... I tend to just <laughs> challenge the entire village every fucking time. Uh, no, I do play a mix of both, but um, I, I do like that concept. You just ride up on the village and just challenge the whole fucking town with the duel and just love starting it off almost every time. It almost feels like, that's what I'm saying, it feels like the gun duel, like a western gun duel. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The best part is, too, depending on the size of the encampment that you're trying to take over, you could potentially do that standoff, <clears throat> take out everybody at that gate, and then nobody else in the camp is any wiser. So you can continue on however you want to go. So if you decide to go stealth from that point, you can kill off a bunch of them. And then eventually, once the numbers get down to a certain point of how many enemies are left, it'll give you the option where it'll um, you just push up on the D-pad and it'll say, challenge the rest of the camp. And your guy just yells out, and then whoever's left will come and find you instead of you trying to hunt them down. It's a smart game mechanic. It, you don't have like health potions or anything like that. You have something called Resolve. And resolve are these little circles on your bar. And yep. if you need to heal, you hit your down button, which uses one of those circles. But those circles are also your abilities. So you have certain abilities that use that resolve. And you gain resolve back through... It varies, right? Like, But usually killing an enemy yeah. does it. And you get these charms that you can wear that different actions you take will get that. So like, say you parry, that gets you a little bit of resolve. Say that you kill a downed enemy, that gets you some resolve. You know, whatever it may be. But you got to earn yeah. it back. Um, and it does very much not encourage you to button mash your way through a fight. Like, you get fucked up pretty bad doing that. Yeah, you will, because they they do do the whole rock, paper, scissors kind of of, okay, you have this stance specifically for just an opponent that has swords. You then have this stance for an opponent that's sword and board. This one for a person who's got, like, a spear or an axe. So... You can use the one just for sword people against someone with spears and axes because that's just the first one that you start with and you run into those types of enemies fairly early. But they're not as effective as the other stances that are meant to take on that particular enemy. So there's a little bit... I mean, there's strategy to it. But yeah, you can't button mash. It You'll gets, get your ass kicked. It gets pretty <laughs> natural though because the parry timing isn't horrible. 
right? Yeah. Especially after playing Sekiro when you've got, like, if you have input lag, it can fuck you up. Like this, yeah. you've got, like, a half second on your parry, basically. So if you get pretty good at pulling your sword up for the parry move when you see them striking, you can parry, that knocks them off balance, lets you get a couple of hits in, and you can hold down block, and until they do an unblockable attack, you'll basically parry everything anyway. There's no yeah. lock-on, which I thought would be a problem Kinda at first. Sucks. But I've gotten used to it. Um, you seem to face guys. It seems to be pretty intelligent on what you're facing and how you're fighting. Nice. Um, yeah. It it only kind of sucks when you're fighting more than, like, three people. Um, just because I've gotten into bigger fights. And with everything moving around, it does generally do a good job of staying locked onto the one that you had started attacking. But if you get, you know, just far enough away or if there's enough movement, it'll sometimes just switch to a completely different person. Which isn't horrible, but it's kind of a pain because you want to try to finish off something. That way you don't have six different swords coming at you at once. So That's what she said. And, so, and, sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes the camera can be a little iffy. Um, if you're playing in an area that has a lot of um, buildings... Um, because sometimes the the camera tries to you know sway and move that way you have a decent field of view of what's happening around you, but it doesn't always seem to know when a building is there. So sometimes it will swing through a building and then you're just looking at the backside of a wall. Sometimes, so that sucks every once in a while. But usually, if you just dodge once or twice, the camera will kind of reset itself and then you'll be right back in the action with no issue. Yeah, so. I found. Like, some of the other Ooh. tactics, like, you can jump over spears and then do a jump attack, which is something I've gotten pretty used to. And you can sidestep a lot, and, it's like, a double circle tap is going to do a dodge, but the dodge on this, like, throws you way the fuck away. Yeah. So, to me, that's more of an escape. So, you kind of do, like, a single tap, and you sidestep attacks. And if you're facing somebody, like, it works almost every time. So, yeah. you see red attack happen, you tap circle, then slash. And it becomes, My like... Pretty second nature. Like I said, I've played Neo, and the parry timing on Neo is way smaller than this. Like yeah. this, just feels more fun. Have you done any horse combat yet? Um, a little bit, but nothing like nothing specific. Just rode up on goods and just started slashing. But my favorite thing is to just charge my horse and run into people. I didn't know you could do that. Yes, <laughs> and can you can also. And you can also jump off your horse, which I keep doing by accident, um, because this one, usually any other game that I've played that you play a horse, you usually have to tap, you know, either A on the Xbox or X on the PlayStation to get it to sprint or to keep at a gallop. This one, you just click down the left thumbstick and it'll run just like your character. And every once in a while, I'll forget that and I'll hit X to make it gallop and my guy will just jump off the horse. Which See, has led to some cool kills because I have an ability set where my guy can jump off a horse and basically just slash somebody in midair and kill him in one shot. Yeah, it's... Overall, the game feels like Red Dead Redemption Samurai style. Mm -hmm. with, with kind of a mix of like some Assassin's Creed without all the hokiness. Yeah. And a little bit of like old school Japanese movie and some Tarantino. Um, yeah. But like... I don't know a game that has prettier landscapes right now. That's it's ridiculous. It's a yeah. it's it's stylized as uh, as a samurai movie, but it's got a. I've seen some. I haven't played it because I, I, I'm on console hiatus right now. Um, 
He means the which which one burned out? The Xbox burned out. Uh, the Xbox died. The PlayStation has uh, is is standard. Yeah, it's a standard PlayStation. So it's yeah, it's gathering dust until the PlayStation Five ends up in my living room. Yeah. Um, but uh, from what I've seen of it so far, it it looks beautiful. I mean. Uh, Look up Yusum uh, on Twitter because I know he's posted a bunch of pictures that he's taken in game using the uh, photo mode in the game. Because I mean, he's taken like a ton of great looking pictures while he was playing. Mm-hmm. It'll let so you literally just tap right on D pad and it freezes mm-hmm. the frame no matter what's going on, and you can pan the camera around and take snapshots. Just, the the game is just made to make pictures of. Well, yeah. So and. It, and the photo mode is pretty deep too, because yeah, it'll it will freeze frame what's happening, but you can choose to still let time go. So your character and everything around you isn't moving, but you can choose to have like the wind element keep going. So you can take pictures of stuff still like blowing through the breeze. You can change different filters and stuff. I mean, it's it's a great game. Wow, <laughs> it's so far. Um, again, not deep into it. Don't know what the ending is. Haven't gotten all the way through it. I've got time off next week to jack with it. But um, so far, probably in my top five easy. Yeah. 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 And I've got got something else to talk about. I'll talk about in a second. Nip, did you have anything else other than the, the samurai game? No, that's kind of been my life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame <laughs> you. Yeah. Every waking moment, I've wanted to play this game. In fact, I was playing it up until we started. So <laughs> you're interrupting my playtime right now. Yeah, just, just a little. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've really been doing this week. Oh, good enough. Jason, what you been up to? Shit. Not a whole lot. <laughs> um, I am like still, shit. I am still knee deep in the Witcher. Oh, on switch. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, because I actually have the expansions on that, so I'm. So about how long, uh, how far are you into it right now? You can Let's spoil see, that I'm, game at this point. It's I'm, like I'm level twenty three, and I just uh, just got Uma transformed into Avalok. Gotcha. All right, so that kind of gives me an idea of where you're at in the in the whole grand scheme of story. There. Yeah, basically, I have all the Witcher contracts and side quests basically down to expansion material at this point nice okay so are you playing no go ahead uh witcher 3 no i was just gonna say are you playing this with the switch docked or are you playing it in handheld (laughs) in handheld most of the time how's that holding up with it in handheld it actually holds up better handheld than it does docked okay nice um because it was optimized for that I think um, there's with the couple times I did dock it, I had some weird uh, texture issues or or tearing. You would see mm-hmm. it more often. On a um, so, well, yeah, you're flipping resolution, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is, that, what is the resolution on the Switch? Seven twenty. I was gonna say I think it's seven twenty, but I'm not positive but on you're, that. But you're looking at a six inch screen, so seven twenty looks like four K. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're you're looking at at about a ten inch, ten or twelve inch screen because this is like nine. Right? I got gotcha. you. Your standard phone screen is 
almost the same size. Well, I mean, I guess my six inches is your nine inches, and we'll just stick with that. Well, yeah, it's it's not the size; it's the motion <laughs> of the ocean. Okay. <laughs> All right, Joanna, man. Or, um, or, as my way. wife used to like to say, it's the smallest prick you feel the most. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, but I mean, it's been technically it's actually worked really well i've been really surprised it the only thing that took some getting used to because the because the sticks are shorter and they're tighter Mm -hmm. is horse riding when Mm -hmm. you're galloping yeah took a minute to get used to yeah there's so many missed opportunities here i know right i'm being nice i'm trying to be an adult here i don't know i feel like i'm doing really good (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck is different about today than normal? I, he's he's trying to be nice. We've got a guest. It's because I'm here. He's trying to be professional. He's, he's, we've got a guest today. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm still enjoying the shit out of that. Of course, uh, fucking Witcher Three is great. I mean, and it's a game of the last generation for sure. Well, yeah, I but, guess current generation isn't it. They just put it out for Switch, so of, of I mean, all generations, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's, got, probably, it's in my top five. It's kind of like Skyrim, like top five of all time. And I think it's better than Skyrim. That, that's like my top three for the last console generation. Well, total. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good game. I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on it. I enjoyed the fuck out of the game. Um, it even by the worst critic, it still earns respect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the worst critic, uh, the re- worst critique you could get on it is it took a while to get used to that combat system, and that was the weakest link out of all of the Witcher games was combat. The combat in one is straight weird as fuck, and the combat in two is serviceable. And the combat in three was decent. I don't yep. see how combat in, in the first one was that far off. Like literally, I like still... timed clicks. Yeah, yeah, timed clicks and, and stances. And the weird stances. Hey, hey, I remember picking up the original Witcher, and... Hey, it's the first game I talked about back when, uh, on John's old podcast, Carousel. Yeah, this is the first Witcher, uh, and it was... Well, at the time, when I picked up the first Witcher, the whole idea of having sex in a video game was, well, <laughs> kind of... It was... It, it was new. The uh, fact that you had different trading cards for them was a little bit that creepy, was too. what I was going to bring up, Get the fact the... that you had a wall of conquest of yeah. who you slept with. <laughs> yeah, so it, it wasn't entirely overly like popular in society to have no, that it's... kind of thing, but... Eastern European, they, sex is less taboo over there, but oh. I'm not going to say that trading cards are good in any way i mean hey it, it got me to fill it so i i had the entire collection so <laughs> it was it was a bizarre time for video gaming it, it was but um uh it, it hooked me because the the story was uh was relatable in the fact that it was kind of like a high fantasy situation but it was i mean there's elves, it was there's not any kind of high fantasy there well it the, the fact of the the fact that 
it was high fantasy, but it was gritty to, enough to be like yeah, it was almost kinda, low fantasy. You know, the first one is a weird to de- detective game based in a fantasy world, and the second one is more of an adventure with some detectiving in it. And the third one is you're taking contracts, but it's also more based on the world than it is the detective side of it. Yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed the uh, I, I enjoyed Witcher two, uh, the first time I played through it. Yeah, I really like Witcher two. Uh, but Witcher two ended up getting in uh, a lot more into the politics of the world, which I didn't necessarily I've, get into. I've played through Witcher two like four times. Yeah, I can't say the same for three because it's just so long. Yeah, I played through three once. I've played through it twice, and that was because Blood and Wine came out, and then I did New Game Plus for Blood and Wine, and I went through the entire game again to get to Blood and Wine, which is kind of stupid. But this is my third go through. Yeah, I feel for you. (laughs) This is my third go through, but I mean, I love it. So, have you been up to any other games at this point, or has that just been consuming your life for now? I mean, that's been consuming my life for now, but I mean, like last week, I literally, uh, other than my lunch breaks, so that's five hours, I think I grand total spent another ten hours. I gotcha. We need to get so, you another fucking Switch game, I think. We're gonna, we're gonna find well, something Well, it is Jason's you. birthday next month. Yeah, well, it's all of our birthdays next month, so <laughs> well, what's your fucking excuse? <laughs> yeah, except nothing will probably fucking happen this year. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, son of a bitch. Um, I was looking forward to some smoke. Maybe, maybe we'll get John and Trent over here. Just do something small. We'll do a fucking pot. We'll we'll just do it all through Skype. Be like, (laughs) raise a beer. You're a year older, (laughs) and I'll be over here with my meat buffet. You're one step closer to death. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) I'll just make all the meat smacking noises for you guys. Uh, just feed it no, to you your can dog. Keep that to yourself. You, yeah, you, 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 you. I'll keep my splashy meat. Uh, <laughs> Rusty. So, have you gotten? Uh, are you still not playing Final Fantasy? I uh, I played a, a grand total of about two hours of Final Fantasy in the last uh, week and a half. Okay. Hey, hey, that's an improvement. Yeah, that's... it is an improvement. I did spend seventy hours playing another game though. <laughs> yeah, I, we talked about it off here, but what have you been up to that you were not really up to last week? Well, uh... Did you I, do all of this in a week? I, I did play... Well, I picked up Death Stranding uh, Thursday before the last podcast, so it's you've been a week 70 and hours and you've worked a full-time job? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah, do the math here. Where's the sleep? You just don't sleep. Yeah, yeah I don't sleep at all, dude. <laughs> well... Oh, what sleep I do get is spotty at best. So, no, I don't sleep at all. I play video games and I do podcasts and I work and that's pretty Did much Did you all even it. give yourself any bait in time with that? Uh, like, no, that's ridiculous. No, not really. Honestly. Hey, multitasking. You got to have... You, 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 Why you, would you multitask with Norman Reedus on your screen? I don't. Because why wouldn't you? I've got He's two screens, dude. I mean, he yeah. is, oh, I guess you do have two screens. <laughs> but doesn't that feel weird? Like, he looks so realistic. It's like he's watching you. Hey. And, and there's points where... And there's you, a baby on his on his chest. Why would you do that? There's points... You've in betrayed the... innocence. The man is confident in his sexuality. Hey. <laughs> there's points in the, uh, uh, in the private room where he will actually, like, interact with the camera, which... Caught me off guard a couple times. 
<laughs> do you try uh, looking at his crotch? <laughs> you you can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he he'll punch you if you do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it, somehow that works. Well, I think must have done my math wrong. I'm gonna have to back he, this all he's, up. He's now he's trying to work out the math, dude. So you happens. have 168 hours minus 40. That gives you 128, right? Mm-hmm. Minus 70 gives you 58 hours. So you had 58 hours divided by 7. So somehow you had an extra... Wait, I didn't factor sleep. So that's 8 hours not including sleep that you had daily. So how much did you sleep? Not much. Dude, I live video games. This is this is how I did. You just eat pizza and like play games on the throne? Uh, no, no, I didn't eat all pizza. It wasn't all pizza. I had some scrambled eggs in there. Scrambled eggs is fast. Um, uh, yeah, no, I I I spent seventy hours playing this game because it sucked me in. It fucking like it it absorbed me. Yeah, Uh, and it's weird because there were so many mixed reviews about. Death Stranding, and you, we talked about yeah. it last week. It was not really a walking simulator, but yeah, that's the category it kind of falls into. It's not. Uh, so, and if you have an appreciation for Kojima, then it works somehow. And that's and that's the thing. So, straight up, having completed the entirety of this game, the uh, the and and not spoiling anything because this fucking story is is worth experiencing. It goes places. It goes places. Have you finished it now? Yeah, I beat it um, within like two or three weeks of it coming out. Yeah, see? Because th- this was one of those games that I bought it. And it's like, if I don't buy this and if I don't hurry up and beat it, it is going to get spoiled by everybody. <laughs> I was able to avoid the spoilers long enough for it to come out on PC. Which is so, saying well, something. Good for you. So, so I <laughs> was, was able to... That was not a to... risk I was willing to take. Yeah. So I was able to get it, uh, and I played it on PC. And I got to tell you, turning the uh, turning it up on PC and setting it to beautiful, uh, I had only the one time where it uh, it didn't load textures. That was a driver issue. I fixed that with the driver issue. Didn't have a problem after that. After all of you know, after that driver update. That game stayed steady and strong through some of the heaviest uh, weather effects I've ever seen in a video game. Were you playing it with mouse and keyboard or controller? I was playing it mouse and keyboard. I and got your used to it. Race. That must have been an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I I got used to it actually. The uh, so, so like the attack, you know, your melee attack in in that game. Uh, I imagine it's way easier to do on a controller, but you have to hit V on the keyboard. And the amount of times you hit V in that fucking game to, like, shake off the fucking shadows. Why are you so adverse to using a controller in a game that doesn't really have aim? The, the, The reason why I don't like using a controller... It's because it's putting an Xbox label on your computer. Is that... <laughs> You have no good reason. Well, I use a PlayStation Four, you know, controller for my for our PC, but I don't have, uh, I, I don't like having to fucking charge it or deal with, you know, a cable there. So it works better for me mentally to work on a keyboard and mouse if I'm actually playing a game, 
that can use it. It's and more the, pure. So, so you don't like to use the controller because it's plugged in, but uh-huh. you'll use your keyboard and mouse. My which keyboard is plugged and mouses in. are. Uh, it's it's a difference. <laughs> They're so, plugged in because he doesn't want input lag. Uh, yeah. So it's the same thing. It's actually a difference in in my gaming stance, and, and I'm sure that. <laughs> when you have like a horse stance no, 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 when no, you no, game? Listen to me. Most people who play video games that uh you know that use a keyboard and mouse. They're going to be closer to their desk, kind of engaged, like you know, hand and you know, hand and keyboard, you know, engaged with the game, right? If I'm playing on a key, you know, with a uh, with a uh, controller, I'm normally kicked back a little bit. That's a relaxing situation for me. So I will play side-scrolling games or games that don't require a whole lot of um, you know involvement by kicking back and. For the most part, Death Stranding can be that way. You can do most of the deliveries kind of kick back and relaxed. And that is probably the most relaxing part of that game is just taking deliveries and taking them to where they need to go. The thing is, is that game is is labeled as a walking simulator only because of that particular game mechanic. There is so much more to that game than just yeah. making deliveries. And that is probably the one thing that I want to stress to anybody who has not played Death Stranding. It's not just a delivery simulator. That's a good part, of, a portion of the game, and that's how it moves the game forward. But it's that's not what it is. That game has, you know, a surprisingly deep story that is a mystery t- tied in a knot. And as you play the game, you untie that knot. And yeah. that by making nuts in the grid, uh, yes, right, by <laughs> by pulling I, on the uh, the strands. Honestly, um, the gameplay isn't that much different from Breath of the Wild, except for in Breath of the Wild, you are not delivering something to a location; you just have to go to that location. Whereas in this game, you have to go to a location, but you are also delivering supplies or whatever for whatever story-driven motive you have at the time. Right. That ends... So it's not that different than just it's not that different from Skyrim, where you just pick a direction and go just to see where it goes. Right. I think, but it's a different type of gamer that likes that kind of stuff, and I think you can relate to this, Nymph. Like, if you've played Elite Dangerous at all, like there's a point in that game where the best way to make money is to make some deliveries so that you can get mm-hmm. the next upgrade, and that's. To some people, super fucking boring. For me, it's podcast time while I make a few jumps and I spend an hour flying in my spaceship and docking and listening to that song as it auto docks. So, like, you know, that's just something I like yeah. to do. Elite Dangerous is an unhealthy obsession that I have that I cannot sit down and play it for one mission. It's, I started this, I am here for 12 more hours. How it's... many How many hours? You played it initially on console, but you're playing it on PC now too, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm playing it on both. I've got like, I think I have like 600 hours on Xbox and 40 or 60 hours on PC. Okay. What's I... the biggest ship you're running? Uh, I have all the big three on console. I pretty much have almost all the ships on console, except for the new ones that, uh, what was it, the Crate Mach 2 and the Mamba? Yeah. I don't have those, and I don't have the carrier, um, the new carrier that they brought out. On PC, I just bought a Type 9 to do, you guessed it, more space trucking. Fucking space truck. (laughs) Yeah, but the Type 9 is, like, the most affordable, I mean... 
to where you're actually making any money with it. Yeah. Um, and it, you can kind of, if you can get pretty decent running a Type 9, like I've gotten mm-hmm. in some cr- stupid dogfights with a Type 9, like you're not really supposed to, but I, I feel like I'm Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon with that thing, because it's just a big fucking flying Winnebago. Yeah, it is a giant brick that you fly in space. <laughs> it's, you can make it look kind of cool. It's so great, though the Type 9 makes that, it oh, so shit. great. The one thing you're missing, Nip, is you've got to figure out a way to try that in VR. The only VR um, headset that I have is the uh, PlayStation VR. Oh, man. Which don't think that I have not thought of buying Elite Dangerous on my PlayStation Pro just to play it in VR. <laughs> just wait for the PS5. I mean, I mean, you get the PS5, the PSVR will actually interface with it, and it'll have a lot more horsepower behind it, so you'll be able to uh, to turn up the uh, the graphics, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's then. This is now. Uh huh. That's terrible. I've, <laughs> Honestly, got a, I've got a rift, so I, I I fuck around with my rift a bit. I was gonna say Elite was probably the coolest VR experience I've had, besides because that's really what I wanted it for is for space dogfights and stuff like that, and just being able to look all around in your cockpit while you fly. Yeah, it makes so much difference because you can literally look up and see where somebody is a little bit easier, right? Or if yep. you have. If you're not trying to fly dogfight in a Cobra that has no field of view, um, like, and you're flying in something that actually has a cockpit where you can look up and around, like, it makes a difference. It is a little bit disorienting, in it, but since it has such a central point of view, like, the screen is moving around you, but you still feel seated no matter what you're doing. Like, it does not make you sick to, like, turn off flight assist and do crazy, weird, you know, Battle Star Galactica rolls and fly backwards yeah. and that shit. So, like, just, VR is, like, the ultimate experience, I think, for Elite. Just wait. Elite, Elite Dangerous 2021 Odyssey expansion. Space legs. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where they're going to, they're going to the planets and you can walk around. Yeah. Which I don't know how that'll work in VR. So, basically, what... I don't either, but... <laughs> basically, Elite, what Elite Dangerous is trying to do is uh, to beat Star Citizen to the punch. <laughs> no, it already... It's beat Star Citizen. It is a yeah, better game. Um, I have a, well, it is a game that's member... The, a community member from TVGP got me the um, the basic, um, bought me the basic package for Star Citizen, and Star Citizen can be cool, and it has a lot of cool things in it that Elite Dangerous already does way better, and Star Citizen has the ability to be a good game. It's I just, just don't know what the hell they're doing. It's just not a game right now. <laughs> yeah, it's still an alpha, and it has been for like the last seven, eight years now. Yeah, we've been dog shitting it for a while. I've been yeah. do- we've been dog shitting this since Jason and Rusty were new on this show, and yeah. we're four hundred and oh, what is this four twenty eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're that so fucking deep at this we're point. Like, we're like three hundred episodes from <laughs> three hundred episodes of dog shitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and like I said, it has potential to be an awesome game. But like the, I think it was three point eight, the three point eight update when they were going hardcore about how they've got like all this fabric, you know, texture waving and stuff. And I was like, who the fuck cares? Release the goddamn game and you can add fabric flexibility or whatever the hell later. I don't think they want to because as soon as they release the game, the crowdfunding funding itself will. It's, uh, dry up. It's just a weird yeah. thing because I was initially behind it because it's the Wing Commander guy, Chris, what's his name, that did uh, yeah. Star Citizen. I'm really behind that concept. And then it's just been like a huge money pit. 
Like, what are they yeah. like a half a billion dollars worth of funding at this point? Yeah, like and they pushed back, what was it, the Squadron 47, I think, was supposed to be the single player? That was supposed to be out, like, August. Yeah, and they just keep pushing that back because they want to keep doing little upgrades to it and stuff. And it's like, okay. And the other big issue is the fact that every time that they push an update to this game, no matter how small, they're it resets everything. So anything that you've done has been reset. So I think when I turn 40, which (laughs) is still a couple years out, we might see the first iteration of this game. No, it's been going on since I was like in my early thirties. No, you're not going to see this game ever. This game is just going to be perpetually in development. It's crazy because when I first heard about this game, I had a whole lot more hair. I wasn't balding (laughs) and now I'm gray and I'm balding and they're still working on this fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, I had fun playing with other people in the game. I mean, we did some dumb shit, and it was fun, but it's just... Yeah, but then you're talking about an experience with friends, and an experience with friends doing anything can be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've played some really shit games with friends, and that (laughs) doesn't mean the game was good. (laughs) I'm going to say... Nemp already covered Ghost of Tsushima, and I kind of went with him on that. The only other thing I've been kind of hobbling through is I'm still getting through Last of Us 2. Um, it's not because it's a bad game. It's just the game itself is so dark um, and so heavy in its presentation that it's hard to bite off huge chunks. I bought, I probably played another 10 hours this week mm. waiting on Ghost of Tsushima. So I'm not a, especially with everything that's going on right now, like I didn't go out and pick this game up you know, opening night anywhere. I ordered it off. What's going on? No, I mean, just with the pandemic, (laughs) you know. Um, Literal guy over here. Um, So I, uh, I ordered it just, you know, off the internet, off walmart.com, because I couldn't find a copy anywhere to actually order it from. I was like, oh, it already sold out online? That's fucked up. So I ordered it from them. I didn't even get it till Wednesday. So I've been playing it on my lunch break and after work a little bit, but I haven't gotten that far in Ghost of Tsushima, so I've been playing a little bit off and on of Last of Us 2. And I want to say I'm about 20-something-odd hours into it now, um, into the second half of the story. Um, I'm still enjoying it. It's still really good, but it's definitely not a podcast game. You kind of really have to pay attention to everything that's going on, because there's always some part of the story that starts to unravel again, and it's not like you can really turn your brain off. Because there's so much going on, right? Like, it's hard to just sit back and relax and play it. It just, it forces you to engage with it really intensely for really long stretches of time. And it does decent with the pacing, but once it gets, like there's a few times in that game, I was just almost like breathing heavy. I'm just like, man, so glad I finally got through that spot. So glad I finally got through that spot. I have no ammo left. I have nothing left. I have no healing or anything left. And it might be bad on me that I tried to just go from the onset hearing that it was better to play it on the harder difficulty. But that's what I've been struggling through. Um, and still making a little bit of progress here and there. It's not Dark Souls hard, but it's just, it's emotionally hard. There's yeah. just so much bad shit that happens in that game. There's a lot well, of bad it... shit that happens in a lot of different games. No, but I'm just saying it actually hits you. I mean, it's really well written. Like, Naughty Dog knows what the fuck they're doing when they're telling stories. Yeah. Well, and... I mean, just within, like, the first ten minutes of the first game, yeah. you watch your main character's daughter die. Yeah, I remember and showing that to And that's not a spoiler, everybody. because that's, like, the first ten minutes of the game, so... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, Last of Us 1's been out for a while, but... 
Yeah. I remember showing these guys, and it's like, it's almost a tearjerker. Like, I'm, yeah. And they don't do the same, don't pull on the heartstrings the same way, but they do tell a really, for me, a fairly relatable story. Like, it's easy for me having, for all intents and purposes, a, a stepdaughter, for me to relate to the story, right? So mm -hmm. my fiance's daughter lives here half the time. So for me, that part of the Joel story has always been super, like, really at this point, super relatable. So, like, going through this story really just, you know, you can almost imagine yourself in that situation or imagine that in, you know, it's just, it's fantasy enough to be, to not really freak you out, but playing this in the middle of a pandemic and it deals with the weird pandemic and even though it's a fictional pandemic, like, it just, it's kind of like playing the Division 2 right now, like, when yeah, it just it feels weird. There's enough close <laughs> enough that it's like this doesn't feel appropriate. Yeah, the even timing though, on this even game though the game worse. studio didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just but the the game itself is just super fucking heavy. But I will heartily still recommend it to anybody. And I think when I finally do finish it, I'm gonna really give it a pretty high rating. But Ghost of Tsushima is not really wrecking me emotionally in any way, shape, or form. Um, but it's just really fucking cool. Um, and it's like the perfect, complete opposite of that game for me yeah, right now. I needed the palate cleanse of Death Stranding to actually really... Enjoy other video games? Uh, enjoy other video games. I've been, you know, grinding away at Final Fantasy fourteen for a long fucking time. Uh, and I didn't know whether or not Death Stranding was actually going to, you know, fit the bill for me. Uh, but man... It just sucked me right in. I couldn't fucking... I, I didn't even want to start up Final Fantasy XIV. Um, nice. I just decided, hey, man, I'm going to fucking do this. Well, and it's just good for Palette Cleanse. Like, this has been such a weird year for releases, so... Well, the last part of this, uh, this year is going to be pretty heavy. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the, the problem is, is that for months on end, we had not a lot new to play. Right. Right, and I'm sitting there playing stuff that I had on the back burner, um, or stuff that finally got fixed. Um, you know, and I, you weren't on the show before this, obviously, then, but like I got way into '76 again after they did a whole bunch of changes. So yeah, I, I heard they made a lot of good quality of life changes in the last updates that they've been doing. They've done a really good job. I I'm pleasantly surprised with where it's at right now. It's but it is still grindy. I mean, if you play yeah. it like your destiny, then it. It's your Fallout Destiny, essentially, right? Without a lot of the raids and stuff like that. It's just content continually to open up, and there's a lot of grind that's there. Um, I actually have fun dicking around with it, but mm. it sucks so much time um, that it's hard to start playing other things, so I've kind of just trying to play it in slow spurts. The only other well, that... real thing I've tried that nobody here has probably heard of is a game called Tainted Grail. Um, nope. What the fuck is Tainted Grail? Yeah, you just heard the word taint. Taint. Um, <laughs> Tainted Grail is a hodgepodge of several games together. It's in alpha right now, and I picked it up actually talking to John from Pupcast, or formerly Carousel. Me and him were talking about it, and he said, hey, you should check this out. It kind of reminds me a lot of the board games we play. And it's a card battler. Currently, it's got a story mode they're working on, but currently it's got a roguelike mode. And basically what it is, you start off with, you pick a class, and then you wander a map, and it feels, this is going to be really obscure to a lot of people, it feels very Disciples 2, which is something me and John were really into a long time ago. Um, 
and it's a strategy RPG. So you move your basically your character around, you hit your random battle, very Final Fantasy seven like, not in theme, but just in the way it works. Right? So you hit your random point, you see your enemy, you engage with them, goes into battle with several different monsters, and it's all done in an art style that's very like Eastern European high dark low fantasy. Um, oh, yeah. And then you play a card battler very much like Slay the Spire, um, except all the animations are there for the attacks that you're doing. All right. Um, you're checking off boxes that I like. Um, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> what ends up happening is you, com- when you're, as you're completing the run, the resource that you're opening up are these gems, and these gems are the currency you use to expand the village that you're building. Um, they acknowledge, and I've, you know, I've beat parts of the map and opened up some of the shops in my village. The current iteration is a little too grindy. And so they're remapping their gym economy essentially right now to make it progress feel a little bit more meaningful. Basically mm-hmm. right now I have to spend about an hour and a half on a run to get the gyms I need to get about a quarter of the way progress for the building I'm working on. So that's pretty grindy, right? Yeah. Um, they're working on that right now to make that economy better. But I think... I'm that kind of guy that can get into an idea that looks really cool and have the disposable income to do so. I wouldn't honestly recommend it yet, but I would keep an eye on it as it continues to unfold because I think this has the potential to be really fucking cool. I, I've put 10 hours into it and had a really fucking good time with it. But again, right now it's a little too grindy, I think, for somebody who doesn't have the patience level that I do. But um, And you said it was called Tainted Grill? Tainted grail? grail, yeah, okay. like like the Holy Grail. Tainted grail. I was trying tainted not grail. to say taint because I heard you say taint earlier. I was like, don't fucking say taint. taint. It's it's called taint grill. That makes me moist. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, Terrible. but I think if you keep an eye on it, the as it continues to unfold, uh, there's a couple of games I'm keeping my eye on that are a little bit too grindy, I think, for the average consumer. But that and uh, Urtok the Desolate is the other one that I really like that's super indie right now, which uh-huh. is also another tactics game that I like quite a bit. Um, I've talked about it earlier on this year. It's just a, it's got a low arts, low fantasy, just think like Dark Souls. That's kind of what it, it's more like cartoon Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a game that plays out like Final Fantasy Tactics. It's got positioning, you got turn order. It's not a card battler, um, but it's got turn order, and you've got classes that kind of change and grow, and they get mutations. Those mutations give you additional abilities. If you ever find it on sale, like there is 30 hours of gameplay loop that you can play right now that will satiate most people, but like they're really working on something bigger right now than what you got there. And I tend to like roguelikes because I like to be able to play something for a spurt and then not worry about the progress I made as much, right? Because with most roguelikes, you've got like the permanent progress that goes there, which means you can dick around with it infinitely and then come back to it whenever you want and continue to progress, um, which really works for my gamer ADD. Oh, I'm watching a video on Tainted Grill right now. Yeah, it's actually not a bad looking game. Um, it's not how you I didn't see it the way that you were describing it now that I'm seeing video of it it's it doesn't look bad at all what part what part did I lie on 
it, it's it was just my what your description was and how I saw it in my head didn't didn't quite mesh with reality. So, so. yeah, it's like isometric RPG. You walk around a map. You run into a monster icon that's moving around that opens into a fight with multiple monsters. And then those battles are done with your deck, and you're building your deck, and you're building levels there. Your, your dick. Your, your tainted dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, there's a board game for it, too. Yeah, it's based off a board game. Oh, okay. Um, but it was a kickstart, I think, based off of that. And I think that's kind of where John heard about it was probably the board game. Um, but I don't got anything else. Do we want to go ahead and break it here for a second? Yeah, let's take a break. Sure. All right, uh, we'll be back. And we're back. Yeah. After yeah. a little break there. Yeah. Definitely one of the shorter breaks we've had, I think. Uh, yeah. Audience has no idea how long they are. They vary anywhere from like five minutes to like thirty minutes. Uh, like even to the point, I think there's been an hour break at one point. Well, we we have we have taken a break to play games sometimes. So <laughs> that sounds like the best kind of break. It is. I yeah, mean, when I don't have work the next day, I really don't care how long everybody's over here. When I do have work the next day, I do care how long everybody's here. Uh, uh-huh. I've Justin got starts to get the old man. Yeah, he's... get the fuck out of my house. Get off my lawn. He's done that shit to me. He's like, uh, it's "Good, see you next week. Get the fuck out." Well, there's Wait. been a couple times. To be fair, um, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. Have you ever seen Letter Kenny them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't quite harmonize, but anyways, um, to be fair. A couple of times they've been over here, and my fiance's been here from out of state and has tried to stay up to midnight to hang out with me. And hang out is code, Rusty. And most people that don't work a night schedule don't stay up a lot later than midnight. And I work the next day. So at that point, when sex is on the line... I knew exactly what you were trying to say, okay? (laughs) At that point, when sex is on the line, we can be be blood brothers, and I will punch your ass out the fucking door. I am not dense. I knew what was going on. (laughs) I can can fully understand what he's going for, though, because nothing feels as great as being the reason for a cock block. <laughs> and I swear, there's been a couple times where Rusty's like, and then, and I'm just like, and then get the fuck out. <laughs> Talk about a dick move. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't get to talk to very many people, so. Well, you with- like. Go talk to the QT fucks. I don't care. <laughs> we'll talk online. <laughs> at, at least he hasn't looked at you and be like, no, you can go take care of your stuff. I'll just talk to you through the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just tap on the window. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, then I'll, just send, then I'll just send her after you, and you don't want to see her when she's pissed. Nah, I'm, prob- I'm probably right. Sounds like you slowed down. Are you ready to talk about Halo yet? <laughs> <laughs> well... <clears throat> Yeah, I'm not a creep. Um, <laughs> so there's been some things and stuff, and we've been oh, saying like there's not going to be a lot of uh, 
without an E3, like game announcements were super spaced out this summer. It wasn't all condensed into a week, and which is made for things to be kind of weird, right? But it's also spaced it out enough to pay attention to things and not lose sight of things. Uh, if you've been paying attention to Game Pass, Game Pass exploded again, and there's quite a few things on there again. Yeah. The thing, a note that I do want to dick around with is Carrion is now on Game Pass. Yeah. And if I'm you gonna... don't know what that is, that's the, basically, you are the alien. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I was looking at that, uh, you know, on break. I think I'm going to download it and give it a try the, you know, tonight. It's like a gig and a half. Um, and it's on Game Pass for PC and for Xbox, so you can get it anywhere. And it's Devolver, um, and Devolver does publish some pretty cool stuff. Um, I mean, Hotline Miami is definitely pretty great, and so is Enter the Gungeon. And Carrion does is not as really as hard as either of those. It just it's kind of just wild fun. I've had it on. I got it on beta probably eight months ago, or maybe it says October on the beta. So longer than eight months ago. Um, and what I played of it then made me want to pick up the game later. And now that it's on Game Pass at the sweet price of Game Pass, I'm pretty on board with giving that a shot. Yeah. Um, uh, you have to really watch what's on Game Pass nowadays because I was real close to hitting the buy button on Steam for that. And then I looked at Game Pass and so saw it was already there. I've come up with a formula in my head for this. So Epic Game Store and stuff that's indie on Steam tend to end up on game pass a lot of the stuff that skates my interest if i give it a couple months it seems to end up on game pass um so new release stuff instead of pre-ordering it i've been waiting to see if it's shown up on game pass in a week unless it's something huge or exclusive um but there's just so much on there for speaking of which obsidian's got a game coming out next week called grounded that comes out on game pass and it's honey i shrunk the kids uh you know but kind of like a crafting game which what? yeah i played the dim i played about uh, the demo that was on um, Steam, actually, uh, a few weeks ago, gave you 30 minutes. It was just a timer, 30-minute timer, to play the game. Um, made a little bit of progress in that 30 minutes and liked what I was playing. So it was enough for the price of Game Pass for me to want to play it. Okay. Um, but that it's Obsidian, too, and it's a weird thing for Obsidian, since they typically do RPGs, for them to do this weird crafting... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of kitty game, but yeah. I'm. It looks pretty... like a fun concept. It is. Oh, I really liked Honey, I Shrunk the Kids when I was a kid. I mean, yeah. I, I think probably now, if I went back to that movie as an adult, it's probably hot garbage. But um, it was probably still watch it under the influence of something. Yeah, it's just watch <laughs> it really fucking drunk, and maybe it's really good. Yeah. But you know, I mean, what did they do? Like four of them. Like, I don't and Rick know, Moranis dude. is still three, riding three or that, four, yeah. Rick Moranis is still riding that money. Like he decided he was going to stop acting after that. Pretty much. But um, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, that's the last thing you wanted to be known for, is honey. I shrunk the kids. Hey, whatever. Uh, that movie, that movie, that movie series is so old that like, if you're under the age of twenty five, you don't know what the fuck it is, unless you're into like, like ancient cinema. Eighties, yeah. Eighties pop had culture. My kids watch all of them. Well, yeah, it's very kid safe. Aww. I mean, it came around. That was around granted, the time that batteries not included was a thing. Granted, short I've also uh, had my kids watch Little Shop of Horrors because, oh, uh, because you want to feed me, Seymour. Well, <laughs> kids and musicals. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, that's a musical first. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh. Yeah. 
So, um, so, so things and stuff happened this week. Uh, the, the biggest fucking thing is, uh, the Xbox reveal, uh, event thing that their, their answer to not having a E3 presence, uh, was to, uh, to, you know, to provide some details about some games that are coming out for the Xbox series X, uh, later on this year. Uh, and, uh, there was quite a few new things. I want to there. I want to just blow my load a little bit early on this. Do it. Yeah. So avowed. That's the new Obsidian RPG. Yes. And here's the background information that I've been scratching at that I cannot get confirmed. This is rumor until somebody proves it. But it's based on the Pillars of Eternity from universe. Okay. But it's done like fucking Skyrim, and that it's, was like it's it's a concept video, right? Like. Yeah, but the Pillars of Eternity lore stuff is really fucking deep, and I am really into doing a Skyrim style Pillars of Eternity game. If you know, are we going to be like another Watcher or whatever? But like that just feels the 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 lore in that is really fucking good. Like it would if they did it right, it would kick the shit out of Skyrim, honestly. So the 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 way that it it looks is it, it's a first person style sword and board where you you can see the weapon basically uh so you it it looks quite like skyrim on the surface uh and i'm sure that that's the uh the parallel they were trying to draw with you know with this trailer is that oh this looks like uh looks like skyrim but it looks better well, yeah, I'd hope so after and, and 10 years. With, uh, you know, with uh, the Elder Scrolls kind of dragging its ass uh, right now, trying to provide us with anything that looks playable, um, this obviously caught people's attention. You know, I saw it, and then I saw how the magic system looked. Where the sigil. Drew- yeah, yeah, he drew I'm, the fucking rune in the uh, in the air. And that's the one thing like, Skyrim like fell flat on is they did not make magic look cool. Yeah, this um, this was, looks fucking cool. Yeah, magic has to look cool for you to want to play a magic class. Um, and I, you know, I play ESO off and on, and magic still doesn't look cool in ESO either. Right, it's just like it's just little spheres of energy. It's not like cool looking fucking like wicked looking sigil shit. Right. Like that, from, from, that from goddamn supernatural kind of shit. And then he grabbed it, and it fucking kind of looked like uh, I, there was a, a news source that said that it looked kind of like Doctor Strange, you know, rings around the fucking wrist that, and whatnot. Yeah. I was actually thinking that that it looked like The Witcher mixed with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. you know, you see the sigil pop up, and then he grabs the sigil, and there you go. Yeah, it's. Hot so, glowy hands. We've seen, we've seen <laughs> hot glowy hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, we, we've seen trailers like that that kind of overpromise. Uh, so I'm kind of 
<laughs> Dead Island. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Dead Island this for sure. Holy shit, Dead Island. Um, but yeah, I'm going to... The game's um, all right. But it had who do you voodoo, bitch. That was the only good thing about that. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's the only thing anyone ever remembers about that franchise. <laughs> that and the special edition where you would get the bust of the woman wearing a bikini. Right. That's about it. Hey, I actually started replaying those earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking zombie it's a, games. They're not bad. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just being cautiously optimistic. I want to see more about it. Uh, you know, I want to see more actual gameplay of Avowed before I, you know, I buy into it. I'm kind of an Elder Scrolls fanboy, uh, even though I don't play ESO. Uh, I mean, I would say I am too. Fuck, I've modded the shit out of that game like yeah. seven times over at this point. I've beat the game like eight times. Yeah, I mean... But, I mean, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's, you know, it's just old concepts at this point. Like, it's hard to modernize Skyrim. Like, it just, what was cool then is there was nothing, such, no, no such thing as a Radiant Quest system in any game, right? Like, right. you had an RPG, you had a set amount of quests, right? And a set amount of side quests, and that's what you did. But Skyrim kept you going and going and going on that Radiant Quest. So, you do the one for the dragon, and then you do the one for... Some random villager gave you this thing, right? And then it and, and it was kind of cool. It was like a fetch quest or something like that. And it was a little little dinky ass thing. And then it had the yeah. exploration where you could go off the beaten path. And, and then games have just gotten a lot better than that. Like yeah. Ghost of Tsushima has sort of a radiant quest system where you go into villages and you talk to villagers and they talk about points of interest and you do a little thing there. But yeah. there's like a whole little story that goes behind it and then it propels you into it. And then you have very structured main quests that have a structured path i don't know it's just you can't necessarily do that generic ass reading quests thing again and still be cool and you got to have better sword and board tactics than they did in elder scrolls because let's face it if you've played the last 50 action rpgs at this point they have a better combat system than skyrim like it's hard to go to something you literally just block everything that's in front of you and then just swing until you connect because that's what skyrim is right I mean, or dark or, souls, whatever. Yeah, or yeah. you sneak around and shit, shit, shoot shit with a bow from long range and kill it that way. For like, hey, there is nothing wrong with sniping with a bow. No, there isn't. I played the entirety of my second or third playthrough of Skyrim that way. Skyrim the VR with that is pretty fun. Yeah. The first time I took down, and probably the only time I actively took down a giant, was standing on top of a mountain shooting down at a giant. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I I got so good at uh I got so good at the bow skill and had uh some you know some decent equipment that I was able to take giants out before they could get to me with a bow. So it was I mean that's fucking Skyrim. This is a game that's been like literally thrown into the fucking meat grinder and provided to everybody on everything. I'm surprised calculators don't run Skyrim nowadays. Um, Give it time. <laughs> I was going to say um, other things that are, I don't, I may be the only person at the table that plays this, but I do actually really like State of Decay 2 for mindless fun stuff. Yeah. And they posted something about State of Decay 3. Now, it was an announcement trailer, which means there was no context for what was going Jesus on. Jesus Christ. Whoa. That was... Uh, way to go there, Mega Man. Um, <sighs> but... It was just a trailer that showed this this lady killing a zombie deer, which I guess now the animals are infected, and it's that theme they're going for. Which that okay, great, cool. Um, 
really the biggest the biggest upgrade from one to two was the fact that they didn't do the persistent game thing. So one, if you played one and you were offline for two weeks, your whole camp died because you didn't log in every day. And that drove me away from that game. And then two came out and I was going to give it a shot if I could find it on the cheap. And then it came out on Game Pass. I was like, oh yeah, I'll definitely give it a shot now. Um, and then I ended up actually liking it uh, because the camp essentially management system works a lot better. And obviously it pauses. And when you're playing single player, you can pause the game. Um, you don't have to play with other people, though you can play with other people. Um, it does work to play with other NPCs as you just switch them off to manage your inventory um, and not get overly attached to any one character. And then the stat upgrades are cool and the little stories that go along with it are cool. It's kind of like a weird... It's a story generator, kind of like RimWorld um, and a management sim with a world of zombies around it. And I like that kind of thing. But... Yeah, well, I'd, I'd like to see gameplay before I make any kind of judgment call on it, because the trailer gives you jack shit, really. Yeah. The first State of Decay was a really good, I guess, like, proof of concept that this is what we're going for. And then it sounds like, I never played 2, but it sounds like 2 made a lot of life-altering decisions that really helped along that series so yeah it's not a game of the year of anything but it is a meat grinder of the year meaning like if you need a game to if you need to eat potato chips all day if you need to listen to podcasts all day that's your game to play yeah it it falls in that same category of like elite as a game that you can mindlessly play with and create goals for yourself and feels a sense of accomplishment without progressing a story as much yeah so hopefully if they keep on track with that kind of progress, State of, State of Decay 3 should be a pretty good game. Hopefully. Hopefully. I like to be optimistic. Usually bites me in the ass, though. <laughs> what were some of the other... Was there any other announcements that caught your eye, Rusty? Um, sorry, that text was from work. It's pissing me off. Um, I have other things. I just didn't want to be the talking head here. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I got to keep the dog from hitting the cord. Yeah, yeah. So the God damn it, the things with my phone and you know and work texts coming in. It I will help you move this kill, along. Uh, killed me here. I was all prepared for it until this happened. If you're into, um, I'm trying to. Who's now I'm just having a brain fart. Ah. There's that story game that was out that had the that was about the girl that was psychic. What the hell was the name of that game? Uh, it came in episodes. Uh, Life is Life strange. Life is strange. Right. The the people that made Life is Strange made a game called are making a game called Tell Me Why that seems to be something very similar to that. Um, Say, looks like it's a very story based game. I didn't really catch enough from the trailer to understand what it was going for, but it looked like it was much in the same vein as a Life is Strange. And that's something that's supposed to de- uh, that's supposed to actually debut next month on Game Pass if you're interested in what that looks like. Um, Ori, um, I know, Russ, you're a big Ori fan, is supposed to release a 120 FPS version of that Jesus. on Xbox Series X, and I didn't know that the human eye could see that fast, so... It, it makes... It makes a difference. Um, mo- um, I can't tell the difference between sixty and one hundred and twenty. Mainly, and the, it might just be because I'm really blind. Well, what 
it mainly provides is it, uh, it it smooths things out just a little bit more. You know, not that that game needed it, honestly. To because m- it my, runs like fucking butter. It does. It it runs like butter right now. But I can understand that uh, uh, upping the uh, the frame rate to one twenty would make a difference on TVs and monitors that have the ability to push that. Well, um, not only that, but you're going to have to push that if you're going to do full 4K on the on a console at 60 FPS or better. Well, it's... So. I mean, if the original was playing at 60 and I was playing it, I played it on PC. Here's um, what... Let me tell you why it doesn't. So it only makes sense on PC. So a lot of your 4K TVs only hit 40K and 60 FPS unless you've got a stupid expensive TV. I don't know what anybody else at this table has, but I don't know anybody that's got a $1,300 TV unless Nymph does on the side somewhere. No, I have an awesome TV, but not that awesome. Yeah, it's what? The 4K OLEDs that can do the 4K 120 FPS or something like that. Oh. And that's, you know, the Samsung high-tier or LG high-tier TV that most normal people can't afford uh, without, you know, selling Basically. a kidney or something like that. The other cool thing, though, before I jump into the one that's the big controversy, is Stalker 2. That got a trailer, and I really like Stalker. I've played the shit out of it. We even modded it to make it look sort of modern so I could play it again. Um, Stalker is the weird Russian apocalyptic radioactive RPG that's kind of... Psycholo- it's kind of like weird horror mixed with kind of a Fallout hellscape. It's kind of Fallouty, but not really. It's more just like dudes surviving overground with these weird anomalies out in the Russian wilderness after a lot of nukes dropped. And there's these yeah. w- weird things called anomalies that you kind of run into that like work like ghosts. Um, they showed some anomalies in the trailer, and I was very happy. And it's done in Unreal Five. Um, I did not catch a release date for that, though. It's supposed to be launching as a Xbox Series X and PC, but as a Series X console exclusive, which is weird for Stalker. I I had been comparing that game to other people to uh, the Metroid um, Metroid series, just more Metro? sci-fi. Yeah, Metro. What did I say? Metroid? No, oh, yeah, sorry. Metroid. God damn it. Metroid. 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 Alcohol starting to kick in. Yeah. Um, I've been comparing it to that He's series. He's slurring his more, D's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just more science fiction like. So. Yeah, it's the only thing. It like Fallout has that weird '50s throwback and has that weird, you know, if science fiction, if science had never discovered the transistor, what would technology look like? Yeah. And Stalker is just like, this is the same tech that we would have had right after the war, and this is what it is. So it doesn't have any of that modern, to me, that modern side of the field, but the weird shit with the anomalies and everything else is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The big controversy right now is there's a really mixed reaction to Halo Infinite. And so Halo Infinite is essentially supposed to be the pillar for Halo for the next 10 years. They're going to add on, add on, add on, add on, add on. Yeah. And... For the most part, looking at gameplay, I didn't really understand why people were pissed until we kind of got to the end of the gameplay. And the gameplay that was released had a the big bad at the end. 
Um, and that big bad is this dude that looks kind of like an orc from World of Warcraft. <laughs> and they didn't do a real good job of adding texture his, to his face. Yeah. And so he looks pretty smooth and pretty plasticky. And I think people saw that and said, oh, that's what the rest of the game is going to look like. And then I saw articles comparing it to, well, like, basically maybe you should just modernize his armor and make it look like it fits closer to his skin so it looks like less like a Tonka truck. And uh, and that's how Halo maybe should be right now. Or maybe they're leaning too hard in the nostalgia. And honestly, I don't really have a problem with the art style of Halo because Halo's just always been kind of Halo to me or Halo-y. But uh, I don't know. I don't. What are y'all's thoughts? Because I'm in a very neutral opinion at this so point. So this is, this is what they did. So Neither they, excited or sad. They, they made this announcement. They had this, you know, this big trailer during the, you know, during the event, right? Uh, and the textures didn't quite line up with what people were expecting from the Series X. Series X, and you know, basically the you know the last Halo game we're gonna you know get for a you know a while. Basically, this is just right. gonna continue. <laughs> it's the last Halo game that some people are gonna be playing. The last video game they play as adults, right? Well, <laughs> until this... they're no longer interested in video games, right. which is probably not me. I mean, if the game is going to last 10 years, it's got to look good, right? This game's going to last till I'm 50. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so they were underwhelmed by the, uh, you know, by the the art direction and basically just the look of, you know, of the game at that time. So uh, that was the initial outcry that was set out. This, this... What happened after that is there was a second uh, gameplay trailer that was uh, was released by Microsoft uh, that was a little better. It showed a little bit more of the detail that you know that the game could have. The hands and the guns looked really good, but I mean that's what you're going to be looking at a lot, right? right? In FPS, Um, but uh, but it was revealed that. That second trailer was running on PC, not on the Series oh. X hardware. Uh, so they were saying, you know, people were then, you know, questioning whether or not the Series X could actually provide that kind of, uh, you know, visuals, the visuals that they were seeing on the second trailer. Uh, and that's kind of up in the air currently. Uh, there isn't. Well, I'm sure it's not optimized at this point as it's not released. Right. But. You would think that if you're going to see a uh, a trailer for a game, you would want to see it on the hardware that's going to run it. I think I think the mistake that a lot of people are making is that okay, so there's a lot of different sects of video game fans, right? I'm not going to be a total dick here, right? But I'm, I'm going to be a little bit of a dick. So with Halo fans, right, you have the people that are kind of like the people on this podcast right now who are not complete diehard fans of Halo, and that's not the only game we play. We play a lot of other games. And then you have the people that literally only play like two. They play Call of Duty and Halo. And the people that... A chunk of the people that play Call of Duty and Halo are big fucking trolls on the internet that will cry over any fucking thing. And I think we're getting part of that. It is super overgeneralizing, but there's a hint of truth there. Yes. 90% 90 of game hate is controlled by 2% of, like, basement trolls. It's... It's the vocal minority. We already know that that's a that's, that's a, the thing. It's the but same the group of people that that's that same stereotypes. The same thing that ruined Last of Us Two. Right. Fucking Metacritic. It's just now, the stereotype that you know that 
it's the same people that just the cod people that do it. the same right. people that are got a fucking Amer- or fucking confederate flag on their front door so that's on the other i would issue. say i would say my <laughs> one concern coming out of the video is textures just plain look unfinished for a game that's supposed to be a launch title for this new console generation, they probably should have just done this another, winter. They probably just should have done another general trailer if they weren't ready. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's if they look at what other games were on the lineup for this, they needed to have something that had in in-game textures in it because not a lot of the not a lot of the reveals during the event had in-game textures. Uh, it was mostly pre-rendered stuff. Um, the uh, so they took a chance on you know on Halo Infinite. Now Halo Infinite is supposed to be like the flagship, right? Oh, Halo's the flagship for Microsoft. Right, so it's supposed to be, and it was anticipated to be the prettiest game in the lineup. That was what people were expecting. Yeah, Avowed's the one that I got the prettiest game out of the lineup for. Right, so you you end up looking at all the other games that came after it. And of course, Halo was right out of the gate. Like that was the first thing you saw, right? So uh, it made you take a dump on so, the rest of the presentation. So you look at, you look at that. And then the rest of the presentation has some games that look even better than that. Then of course you're going to go back to, well, fuck Halo looked like shit compared to these, you know? And what, can I expect from my investment in this new console generation? You know, and it, it's it's hard. It was that was a, a valid point. I mean, people are you know worried whether or not they're going to you know get not only just a good Halo game, but good games in general. You know, out of it. So honestly, if I could get my hands on a vowed State of Decay three and Halo, I'd be. Yeah, well, pretty sold within my first couple of months. You know, the the other thing is, you know, a lot of these games are, you know, that are going to be put out for the Xbox Series X are not necessarily going to be exclusive to the Series X. You're going to see them on PC, you know, through the uh, Xbox Live Game Pass, and you know, and they're, you know, really integrating the Xbox Live uh, Game Pass into. Uh, into the Series X in that way. So I'm going to look at it from a PC perspective because I can play a lot of these games on PC. Um, that said, I mean, I'm also not going to be picking up a Series X right away, if it, if at all, because... I'm going to I'm gonna probably wait to... I retract my last statement. I'm probably going to wait till there's about 10 titles that I want to play before I pick up a new console. I mean... If you have a PC that can run it and has a uh, at least a comparable power to what the Series X is supposed to have in it, um, Jason, you okay over there? Yeah, and you breathe really heavy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the uh, then the uh, he's all about that Halo. <laughs> he sounded like he was about just to bust a nut over this uh, conversation yeah. over there. No, um, I'm just starting to get really tired. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, though the. Um, so basically what I'm trying to say is if you got a good PC, there's no real value to picking up an, a Series X. Except that opinion. all of these things are pretty much exclusives. But you can also play them on PC. I am I guarantee you these games that are exclusive to the Xbox Series X will eventually hit Game Pass. 
Well, at least we have one person representing the master race. Nip, what are your thoughts? <laughs> really, with Halo, so under normal circumstances with these type of promotions, companies want to put their best foot forward. However, we are on unprecedented times where a lot of the workforce is working from home, which technically can put a lot of strains on stuff. So we don't know, one, when this was initially created to begin with. And two, we also don't know IT-wise the issues that they're coming into with everyone working from home. So, yeah, it's running on PC. This isn't the first time that for a new generation of consoles, trailers have been released on PC instead of on the console. Right. I'm not too worried about it. My general stance with new consoles in general for me is just I usually wait a year anyway, uh, close to a year, because usually by that time, you know, you'll see what what console has what games. It gives you a better idea of what one you want to buy. And usually by that time, there's already hardware fixes coming out for quote-unquote unforeseen circumstances, such as Red Rings of Death or, you know, random bullshit stuff that no one foresaw in testing. Yeah. But I don't... I'm not the guy who's like, oh, that guy looks like shit. Xbox lost the war, you know, whatever. I don't care. I don't well, think I think that's because everybody here's over thirty at this point. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think it's really you know the the war thing. The the console wars are kind of you know they they fizzled out. They're yeah. starting to die off. So uh, no, people... I still I still see a ton of articles online about PS5 winning the presentation wars and yeah. all this dumb bullshit, and it's like. Nobody, I, nobody I cares play, about place. that unless you only have money to buy one and you're only going to yeah. buy one and that's the only – like when it becomes an investment thing, that, that starts to have more bearing. And yeah. interestingly enough, this is a weird year for console release, right? They, they obviously didn't anticipate the lack of employment and things like that. And I think people are going to be spending money as smartly as possible in some cases unless, you know, the Corona Lords bless us with more money. Um <laughs> And the only people that will affect are those people that are, you know, have jobs that are also getting, like, extra checks with stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, but people aren't going to drop 500 bucks if you are, like, skating back on your job B right now because job A lets you go. Yeah. And that was actually something that I had brought up on my podcast as well, is that I, I find it weird that they're not pushing these console releases back. I understand holiday season is when you want to release it. But considering what's happening now with a lot of people not having the same income that they had six months ago, eight months ago, I don't feel this is a real good year for them to try to release them. Well, I'm going to, I've just, I mean, I budget pretty, pretty tightly for a lot of different things. It's not that I lack money, but I just, I've been saving for a wedding for a long time. And for me, like the price of food. Right, if you want to talk about being an adult for just a second, like food prices are way more than they were six months okay. ago. Like going and getting groceries cost me almost double a lot of times for different things. Like you can't, you have to shift what you buy to get the same amount of food. Right? Yeah, I didn't even do my diet for three months because I was there wasn't a good way to get beef. Right. So like <laughs> that extra money I'm saving from gas is literally just being spent on groceries, and yeah. I'm actually behind where i would be normally even though i'm making the same amount of money because the shortage of goods has caused the price of goods to go up yeah and in every regard doesn't matter where you shop 
And so yep. you, I have actually less disposable income, even though I have less expenses going out and I'm not eating out or doing any of that stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, because in an ideal world, I would love to have a $6,000 PC rig and an Xbox Series X and a PS5. But right now, I'm probably I'm looking more towards PS5 because I play mostly JRPGs, which you don't get a whole lot of those on the Xbox in general. No. So a lot of them are coming over to PC, so that's kind of, you know, making me think more towards, well, maybe I should put that money more into my PC and upgrading that. Yes. But, yeah, Honestly, <laughs> yes. We might do it. We ought to do another article on, we did a AMD build a long time ago for like 600 bucks that would play everything on medium settings. Like, we ought to look into doing that again. Yeah. We'll do like a little side spinoff special. Yeah, we could do, uh, you know, we could just do like a, uh, like a, a quick Ryzen build that would get you into, uh, you know, 1080p gaming. You know, we did so yeah. speaking of that really quickly like the current motherboard that i got the ryzen build that i did so mm -hmm. i upgraded motherboard ram and nvme and did motherboard ram um nvme and chip all for about 350 dollars yeah. on my pc and got it to modern standards and i have uh a 1070 in there already right which is a decent card that'll play just about anything anyway but that that little addition of getting an NVMe on a faster board with faster RAM made a big difference on my rig. Yeah, the the, the thing and is, AMD is like the way to go when it comes to chipsets right now. So, so it's actually going to be a really good time to do a couple things at the end of this year. You know, if you're looking at PC builds just to get into PC gaming, uh, AMD is really, really rocking it out right now with uh, very powerful chips. Uh, for affordable prices, uh, and uh, the there's actually a little bit of a lower demand right now for RAM, so RAM prices are going down. Uh, the uh, the other thing is is with the uh, the Nvidia you know 3000 series coming out at the end of this year, you're going to see a lot of the 2000 series uh, cards drop in price. Well, the 2060s will play anything on 1080. On high settings. Oh yeah, I mean twenty sixty. You know, at the very uh, if you're going very minimum, uh, and you want to have RTX available, you could do twenty sixty uh, for ten eighty p gaming. Get you know good ten eighty p. I mean, gaming. I've seen I've seen twenty twenty sixties for two hundred bucks. Right, you can get, uh, and I'm looking at. I'd be there. But there's a Black Friday special for the under 100 or 150 bucks when it hits this year. Yeah, and I'm looking at you know if you wanted to get the best of what the current uh, current cards have to offer the 1080 uh, the 2080 and the 2080 Ti will uh, will become much more affordable when the 3000 series comes out. So speaking the, of that, I've been looking at a 2070 Super, which is almost equivalent to a 2080. Mm-hmm. And right now, those are running right at about five hundred bucks, and I'm thinking Black Friday. Yeah, they'll be if they if they're in the three hundred range on Black Friday, I may go ahead and just yeah, so bust down and get one later on this year. This is gonna uh, this will be the time if you've been holding off or if you've got a you know a machine that's got an older video card. At the very least, video card itself is going to help you out. PC, uh, uh, the PC CPUs. Uh, have been able to safely and comfortably run uh, current gen, you know, current gen games 
at 1080p without much problem. It's the GPU that's the bottleneck. Yeah, and I don't know what CPU yeah. you have, but you can essentially overclock the shit out of a lot of CPUs. Um, I had that, so I had a old i9 Sandy Bridge from like 2012 that I got running with a super fan at like 4.9 gigahertz. So like that was, yeah. you can do all kinds. And of I stuff. was, yeah. I mean, it sounded like a fucking leaf blower, but like it was working. <laughs> well, so that's I've been flirting with PC part picker for like the last couple of months now. Yeah. Um, my biggest issue currently, my bottleneck is at the CPU level. Um. So for me to upgrade my CPU, I would have to upgrade my motherboard, which means I would have to also upgrade my case, which at that point I might as well just build it from the ground up. And I've been looking because I'm not looking to get like 4K or, you know, ultra VR, any of that bullshit. I'm just looking for 1080 and I've been able to build up, depending on how sales and everything else works out, a computer anywhere from eight to nine hundred and fifty dollars that runs generally about what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm just saying, in my fantasy world, a six thousand dollar rig would still be fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I went. I, I went, think I think that there's a lot of diminishing returns though after a certain point. Yeah, and like I don't think that I'm gonna I'm gonna try to round this up pretty quick, but I think what ends up happening is like once you get past the like twenty seventy right, and then once you get past a certain level on your chipset, like nothing runs that hot for lack of a yeah. better modifier there, to to justify the price, right? Yeah. You're just squeezing out little bits of it, right? So now I can run in 4K and 144 FPS, right? Which doesn't matter anyway. Right. You know, now well, I've, got the, I've got the G-Sync TV because I wanted to be rich about it, and I spent all this money on the G-Sync TV, but, like, the diminishing return on that is it's just not... It's not comparable in a way that justifies the extra thousand dollars you spent on it. I can agree with you. It, it's justified in all of the extra little dumb bullshit LED lights that everyone apparently <laughs> fucking it? loves to have in computers. It's got RGB. I don't understand. Yeah, my fucking graphics card that I bought has RGB. I can't even see the fucking thing. Like, what the hell is wrong with you, computer people? If it has <laughs> RGB, it's automatically ten percent faster. I'm just... yeah, it's <laughs> you know, it's the lift kit for your PC. Uh, right. I would buy a lift kit for my truck before I bought it for my PC. <laughs> <laughs> right. Those truck nuts ain't going to hang themselves, yo. <laughs> I think you have our thoughts on so far what happened with Microsoft. I feel like those were the biggest announcements that most people care about. Yeah. Um, there are other announcements, and I'm sure if you want to do your research, people have researched it more than we have. Yeah, yeah. But definitely worth talking about this week. But... With that, I feel like it's about the end of the show. You guys yep. agree? I agree. So yep. with that, find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. And you can and Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Because I'm going to stop you right here. Because I know you're going to wrap it up right after that. What's that? All I want to do is I just want to thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. It's been a pleasure talking with you guys. I've always wanted to be on here just to shoot the shit with you guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, good, yeah. to, good to have you, man. It, it is the good to have you. And honestly, um, meeting you through the cast and the game boards, and honestly, out of all, you and Ren are the longest, and Sophie are the longest standing friends listeners. that were kind of listeners, but also friends that we've had from the show. Um, so you guys are always welcome on this show. 
So, yeah, just shout out if you ever want to talk to me again. Awesome. But with that... With that, Justin. you have some other friends of the show, though. We have Cabbage KBG. We have, um, for the love of gaming, we have NoQuarters.net and BMFCast.com. And we have TVGP, who do good things. They have the NIP, and they don't do VR. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.